Thanks for taking some time to listen to this message on the Elevate Church podcast. We believe that God will speak to you wherever you are. Now let's prepare our hearts and hear what God has for us today. The Bible tells us that uh, God's ear is not too deaf and his arm is not too short that he might pick you up and meet you in your time of need. In fact, right now, it also says that his eyes are going to and fro throughout the earth looking for someone that he can reveal himself strong to. And so can I encourage you, just continue to seek God. Maybe the answer has been not now, not yet, but God is faithful. And how many of you know sometimes it's better to uh, win ugly than to lose pretty? You know what I'm talking about? Hey, it's okay if you need to get ugly and just keep driving, keep praying, keep seeking God, keep crying about that thing that you are constantly looking to him for. Listen, we know the ending and ultimately we win. And so let's continue to seek God. That's what we're doing this morning too. Heavenly Father, we seek you. We know that you are powerful, you are mighty, you are strong. And God, you can move mountains and cause miracles to happen in our lives. And so Father, we wanna seek you with that kind of posture. We wanna seek you from that, that place of knowing that there's nothing that is impossible for you. So even if it hasn't been a, a, a not now or a not yet in our life, God, we're going to continue to trust and seek, knowing that you, God, have all the best plan for each and every one of us. You have good plans to prosper us, not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. And so we come before you today, God, and say, use this time to speak to our hearts as we open up your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that it would illuminate uh, things inside of our life. We're, we're to read the, the Bible like a mirror reflecting back the areas of our heart and of our lives that need to be changed and transformed. And so God, I pray that you would do that for us through your spirit, that you would convict us, lead us, guide us, challenge us, or maybe it's just encouragement for someone who is seeking you over and over and over again. God, that you would reveal yourself strong in this time. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody said amen. Amen, amen. amen. Hey, before you sit down, give a few high fives away. Welcome the person next to you. And can you guys help me welcome everyone joining us online as well? Hey, welcome church family online. We're so glad you guys are here. Thank you, Ben. We're, we're in the, the second week of a very short two-week series called Unwrapped, where we're talking about the pressure and the stress and the strain that we all feel during this time of year. Is anybody feeling it? Can I remind you of something? Christmas is eight days away. Like, is that not crazy? Who is not ready for that? You better get ready. I mean, I think Amazon still delivers, you know, within a couple days, but time is running out, people. And so we all know that we feel this pressure and this stress during this time of year. And so what we are trying to do is to make sure that we are going to live one handful lives. We talked about this last week, that oftentimes less really is best. Less is more. And so instead of trying to do everything and manage everything and carry everything, we're going to live one handful with peace and tranquility and calm. Then two handfuls trying to do it all in a toil and a chasing after the wind. Because 
If you're living that kind of way, can I remind you of something? It will show up in your life. Your life will tell on you. And so you see it all over, maybe friends or family that are trying to do too many things during this time of year, and your life is telling on you. Today, though, I want to tackle uh, this letting go of some mental clutter, some mental baggage that we all carry, because I don't know if you've realized this, uh, but how many of you know it's really hard to focus sometimes? You understand what I'm talking about? It's, it's hard to focus. In fact, right now, some of you, it's hard to focus. It's hard to focus on this message. Don't say amen to that. Don't raise your hand. But for some of you, uh, it's hard because you're thinking about all the other things that have to get done. You're thinking about the place you have to go. You're thinking about what's for lunch. You're, you're, you're thinking about all this other stuff. It's hard for you to focus. But can I tell you something? Honestly, it goes both ways. Sometimes it's hard for me to focus looking at you, doing whatever it is you're doing sometimes. People are just playing with stuff and eating chips or, you know, a couple guys sleeping in the middle, you know, section. And I don't know if you've ever, you know, wondered why sometimes I'll get real soft and kind of bring it down and then just start yelling is because I'm trying to wake up the people. The poor guy who was on third shift last night or out way too late. My, my point is, it's hard to focus on things. It is a fight to focus on stuff. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, it's worth the fight. Especially in this time of year that we need to focus on what matters the most. And so today I want to talk about unwrapping distractions. Because we all get distracted. In fact, uh, the word distract uh, comes from a Latin word, uh, and it means a pulling apart or a separating. It means drawing your mind in different directions. That might be happening right now. Some of you, your minds are being drawn in different directions. You're thinking about, you know, who the guy is sitting next to you. Or if you're a single guy, you're thinking about, I've never seen that girl before. Maybe I want to get them digits or something. Whatever it is, your mind is, you're being distracted. You're being pulled in all these different directions. And because of that, what we need to understand is we have a spiritual enemy who is trying to do his best to distract you. And he wants to distract you from living for the things which matter the most. Our enemy wants to pull apart and divide our minds, separate our minds to discourage your soul. He wants to disengage you in your, your faith that you, you have. He wants to distract you from the things that matter the most. And I, I need to let you know, the devil does not have to destroy you. All he really has to do is distract you. Because if he can distract you and pull you off the things that matter the most, he knows he will neutralize you. Because you're not doing him you know, any, any favors either way. But also, if he can distract you, then what he'll also know is that you might end up destroying yourself. Somebody say distraction. Yeah. We're all distracted. And so today, I want to talk about how we unwrap distractions. And to set this up, uh, there's a very powerful story in God's word where it shows the, the love of Jesus in a very different kind of way, but also, I think, an encouragement for us to stay focused in this season on what matters the most. It's found in the gospel of Luke chapter 10. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn there. Luke 10. Um, if you don't have a Bible, it will be up here on the screen as well. But this is about two sisters that are hosting Jesus. And what appears to be a dinner party uh, in verse 38 says this, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. 
She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was what? Say it out loud. Distracted. Was she distracted by all the preparations that had to be made? And honestly, I read that and I'm like, who could blame her? Like, like I don't fault her for that because Jesus is showing up at her house. Can I tell you something? If Jesus was coming to my house, I'm freaking out too. Anybody else? With all the stuff that has to get made, like the, the table that has to be set. And so that's what Martha is doing. Like I can imagine she's thinking about the dinner that's in the oven and making sure it comes out on time so that the peach cobbler can go in and cook. And that's my favorite, by the way. If anybody's looking for last minute Christmas presents for your pastor, peach cobbler is amazing. But she's trying to figure out uh, all the stuff that has to get set. Are the candles still burning? Does Jesus need a refill on his sweet tea? You know, is the, the Spotify playlist, you know, on? And is it the right playlist? And, and I can imagine it's only, it's Christian, you know, instrumental music. It probably sounds like Chick-fil-A in her house right now. But she wants to be a great host. So I don't blame her at all, but it says she was distracted by all the preparations that needs to be made. And Martha comes to Jesus and says, check it out. Lord, don't you care that my no good, lazy sister. And by the way, you all have one. Every family has one. Every family has a lazy person. If you're saying, Colby, our family doesn't have one. Every family has one. <laughs> Meaning it might be you. <laughs> right? Because this is what happens. It's the person that, that shows up at the dinner with nothing, doesn't bring anything, but they show up with like containers to take food home. You know what I'm talking about? We all got them. And so this is Mary. Mary's just chilling at the Lord's feet. She's taking it all in in the moment while Martha, on the other hand, is getting it done. Now, real quick, in the story, Martha is depicted as the bad example, as what, what not to do. But can we for one minute thank God for all the Marthas in our life? You know what I'm talking about? If it wasn't for the Marthas, your bills wouldn't get paid. There probably be, wouldn't be dinner on the table. There wouldn't be presents to unwrap. Because if, if the whole thing was up to Mary, like I'm just telling you, if she was running the show, like the, the heat would be cut off. There would be no dinner. You, there would be no presents under the tree. I'm just saying we need to be thankful for all the Marthas that are in our life. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister Mary left me to do all the work by myself, tell her to come and help me out. And in verse 41, we start to see this expression of, of love from Jesus. And I want you to watch how, how he loves Martha in the same way, perhaps, that some of you need to receive his love today. With a, a kind, gentle kind of encouragement, he says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things. Another version says you are worried and distracted by many things, but few things are needed. In this moment, he could have said, but few things are, are important right now, but few things really matter the most right now in this moment. He says, indeed, only one. And then with love in his eyes, I believe, he looks at Martha and says, Mary has chosen. Somebody say chosen. Because you get to choose, by the way. You need to know that. He says, Mary has chosen what is, is better in this moment, and it will not be taken from her. 
In other words, Martha, Martha, you have a good heart. Martha, Martha, I love your intentions and I love the way that you, you, you have made all the preparations and set the table, but you are distracted. Somebody say again, distracted. 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 And we all are. We're distracted by so many things. You know, it could be right now, my phone's going off again. You know, I got another, you know, notification, ding, ding. My email is coming up. Or I'm thinking about all the Christmas shopping that's left to, to do. And then you know, on top of that, I got to take a kid to soccer and to basketball and to dance. And somewhere in there, we have to get dinner somehow. So we're gonna have to drive through Arby's or at least see if there's a, an old fries under the seat someplace or whatever it is, right? Like we're distracted and I got to go to this event and that event, and do I have the right shoes to wear? And, and are they gonna think I'm weird or is it, am I gonna stand out or I have to go here and to go there? Am I living the right way? Do I have enough stuff? Well, maybe if I had more stuff, I'd be happy. Martha, Martha, Martha. You are distracted by so many things, Martha. You're upset about many things, but only a few things really matter. And Mary has chosen what is better. What's interesting to me, is that Martha wasn't doing something bad or wrong in this passage. You see that? She wasn't doing anything wrong. In fact, she was doing something good, but she wasn't doing what was best. And oftentimes in our life, the greatest decisions you will ever make are not decisions between good and bad. It's between good and best. That's most of the decisions that you and I are faced, faced with. What is best? for me to do in this moment? What is the best use of my time? What is the best use of my energy? If your enemy cannot make you bad, he will distract you from what is best, from honoring God with your life, from making a difference in eternity. So how do we do this? How do we, with God's help today, learn to choose what is best? In this season, with so much going on, when every demonic force, I believe, wants to distract you from what is best and from what matters the most, let me give you three thoughts today. And I'll let scripture speak to us, hopefully, in a powerful way that will not just you know, sit there and cause us not to do anything with it, but to actually take some, some action. Here's the first thing. I want you to write it down. I have to drink water because I sound like a frog today. So forgive me, I'm going through puberty, it's fine. I always said I'm a late bloomer, and so that's really late. First thing we have to do is distance the distractions. Distance the distractions. Distance myself from those things that would tempt me to be distracted. I love the directness of the Apostle Paul, who's actually talking about marriage and relationship, but I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 7.35 in a slightly different kind of context. He says this, I'm trying to give you some advice. I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. In other words, I'm not telling you, you know, about some legalistic thing. This isn't something that you have to do. He says, I want you to do, look at this, whatever will help you serve the Lord best, best. I don't want you to accept average. I don't want you to accept normal, but I want you to do what helps you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. Every force in hell, you need to realize, wants to distract you from that which matters the most. And so I want you to focus on the things that will help you, Paul says, to serve God best with as few distractions as possible. What is one of the most common distractions 
today. And it's not necessarily a, a bad thing or an evil thing. In fact, it can be a good thing, um, but I don't think it's actually the best thing. It would be, a lot of people call it the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the mobile phone. You know what I'm talking about? This thing right here, is this not a distraction? Like bing, bing, you know, get notifications, my email, you know, is coming up. For many of us, like if we are this far from our phone for more than five minutes, we start to freak out. Uh, in fact, I would say this, that most of my, the, the fighting that happens in our house with my boys is about this. That's my phone. Don't touch my phone. Which, by the way, is not their phone. That's my phone. You know what I'm talking about? We, we tell them that. It's not your phone. Like, we lease you that phone. That's my phone. You pay for that, that phone. But the average person, look at this stat, cannot go 10 minutes without checking that device. 10 minutes. Like, it's constantly being picked up, and you wonder why your life, you're not as productive, perhaps, as you want to be. Hang on one second. I think I'm getting a call. You wonder why in life that you are not accomplishing as much as you want to, or you, you wonder why your, your relationships don't have the intimacy level that you are desiring them to have, or you wonder why you're not as close to God as you think you should be. Can I just tell you, it's really hard to do anything meaningful when you have to pick this up every 10 minutes. It's really hard to invest in those things in your life when you're constantly looking at this device. Are you with me? And I can tell by how quiet you are that I should stay on this for a little bit longer. <laughs> Let's talk social media. I mentioned last week that, that the average person spends two hours a day on social media. So if you're a younger person, you will spend about seven years of your life on social media. Scrolling, tapping, scrolling, tapping, scrolling, like liking, you know, commenting, like seven years of your, your life. It used to be said that the, the, the largest muscle that you have, like per square inch in your body, was your tongue. You know what they're saying? Experts are saying by the year 2025, like your strongest muscles will now be your thumbs. That's not true. <laughs> You're like, that sounds right. No, I made that up completely. That's, not, that's a lie. Sorry, I apologize. But it's this constant scrolling with your thumbs and tapping and, and checking and, and posting, right? Seven years. Colby, that doesn't seem like a big deal. That doesn't, okay, it's seven years of comparing yourself. It's seven years of feeling less than. It's seven years of, of he never commented on my you know, picture and I commented on his picture all the time. Seven years of feeling like you don't measure up because that's often what, what people get from, from social media. I'm just telling you, seven years. It's definitely not bad, but can we all agree it's not the best? God, help us choose what is best. And I need to remind some of you, your life is too valuable and your purpose is too great and your God is too good for you to waste your time being distracted by things that do not matter. You know how valuable you are? You are so valuable that God created you, knit you together in your mother's womb. You are so valuable that he gave his son to die on the cross for you. That's how valuable you are. So if you ever question your, your value, I'm just telling you, 
God gave you gifts. God has given you passions. God has given you purpose that if you do not accomplish on this earth will go unaccomplished because he created you for a specific thing to do. Like you are valuable. It's not a bad thing. Martha, 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 you're distracted by many things. You're upset, but only a few things matter. I remember when they started um, on this device showing you what your screen time is. You ever look at it? Some of you are like, no, I'll avoid that. Like if I looked at it the other day because I was going to talk about it, and I'm like, what? I picked this thing up how many times a day? Like, it's, it's crazy, and I'm probably not on it. Like, I'm, I'm probably, you know, lower than what the average is, but just because, you know, I might be less than average on that does not mean it lives up to the standard that I'm trying to set for my life and what I'm trying to do with my God-given days here on this earth. And so if you cannot put it down, if you cannot distance yourself from it, I'm telling you, it's a distraction. It can be a distraction. And I would much rather invest in the people that are across the you know, the, the room from me face to face, then look at some photo somebody posted on this thing. You have to distance the distractions. In fact, here's a great way to look at it if you're courageous enough to do so. And that is to treat whatever could distract you like a temptation to sin. Like, like be that serious about it. So for me, I'm going to put whatever it could be a distraction. Uh, for me, I'm going to put some distance between me and that thing, like, like, like it's a temptation to sin. I like what Solomon says about the immoral woman. Uh, first, in fact, he doesn't say this. He doesn't say, hey, you should invite her in for a drink. You should hang out with her. That's not what he says. He doesn't say, you should reconnect with her on Facebook. You know, hang out a little bit. He doesn't say you should go park and, and sit in your backseat of your car and play a quick round of truth or dare or tonsil hockey. That's not what he says about the immoral woman. Look what he says. He says, stay away from her. Somebody say, stay away. Distance yourself. You got to distance that distraction. Stay away from her. Don't go near the door of her house. Don't get close to that which could destroy you. I want to treat distractions on the same level is I would treat the temptation to sin in my life. Distance those distractions. Anything that would keep me from, from what matters most. I don't know what that is for you. For some of you, you have to distance yourself from that person at the office who has a spiritual gift of loud. You know what I'm talking about? Get yourself some noise-canceling headphones or something. Distance yourself from that person. For others of you, let's, hey, let's call it what it is. Maybe it's social media. That you don't want to spend seven years of your life scrolling and tapping and scrolling and tapping. Uh, for others of you, maybe it's Fortnite. You got to distance yourself from that Fortnite. You're spending way too much time doing that. For, for some of you, it, it might be turning off your notifications. That The email just pops up over and over. Distance yourself from that, that distraction. It might be people that you have to distance yourself from. Now, as followers of Jesus, we love everyone. We befriend everyone. But in your inner circle, I'm telling you, it better be people that are, are sharpening you, people who are, are causing you to serve God better and to love others better. And in fact, that's what our serve teams are about here at this church, is locking arms with one another to accomplish a greater mission, to serve together. And this is week three of Explore. Like, you can jump right over there at 1130. 
and check it out because week three is all about just that. It's getting on a team together. Do not be deceived, the scripture says. Bad company corrupts good character. It also says, uh, walk with the wise, you become wise. A companion of fools suffers harm. So if four out of your five friends are fools, guess who else is a fool? You, right? Because those are your friends. I'm just saying, you cannot expect to live the right kind of life with the wrong friends. So for some of you, you have to distance those distractions. For some of you, it might be a, a guy that you're dating. You better distance yourself from that clown. I know I just made some guy mad right now, probably. It's okay. But if he is not leading you to love Jesus better, and if he's asking you to compromise your values, I'm just telling you right now, you need to delete that guy and ask God for an upgrade. Are you with me? And the same goes true for a guy who's dating a girl that's leading you to do things that you know are not pleasing to God. I'm just saying you need to distance those distractions. Anything that is consistently distracting you, I'm gonna distance myself from. Is it a fight? It's absolutely a fight, but it's worth the fight. Distance yourself from distractions. The second thing is this, write it down. I'm gonna fix my focus. Uh, I love that Jesus, when he came, God set him on this mission to the cross. And in fact, he says this, I'm, I'm gonna set my, my face like flint towards Jerusalem. Like he was not gonna waver off of that, that mission. Did he, he question it in the garden and, and say, God, if there's any other way, absolutely. But he knew, like this is the path that God has called me to walk down. This is what Solomon says in Proverbs 4. He says, set your gaze on the path before you. And then check it out, with fixed purpose. Somebody say fixed purpose. With fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. In other words, I'm gonna set my gaze ahead. The author of Hebrews said we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We are with a fixed gaze. With a fixed purpose, we walk a straight path. Peter, he learned this. When Jesus was walking to him on the water, if you remember the story, they're out in the middle of the lake. There's a storm, you know, that's swirling all around them. Jesus is out there, and Peter's like, hey, Jesus, is that you? And he says, yeah, it's me. He's like, well, tell me to come to you. And so what does Peter do? He gets out of the boat, and he starts walking on the water. Why? Because he has his eyes fixed. His focus is fixed on where he should be, be going. And so step by step, with a fixed gaze, with a fixed eyes, he's walking to Jesus. In fact, it was only when he took his eyes off of him that he started to sink, that he started to, to drown, right? He started to lose his focus. And I submit some of you in this season, that's, that's what you'd say, Colby, I feel like I'm sinking. I feel like I'm, I'm drowning, I feel like I can't get it all done. I, I'm, I feel like I'm less than enough. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I have too much going on. You know, I feel like I'm sinking. Well, could it be? The reason why you're sinking is because you got your eyes fixed on the wrong thing. You're looking at the wind and the waves. You're looking at all the other distractions around you, and that's why you feel like you are being overwhelmed. And the only way we can truly serve God is when we fix our focus on him, but on him first. So everything else will fall into place. 
is you fix your focus first. That's what the Bible says. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all the other stuff will happen, which is why the, we set aside the first part of our day to pray, to seek God, so that we align our hearts with God. All right, God, today, help me. You know, lead me into conversations. Help me, you know, uh, have eyes to see, you know, hurt and broke, broken around me. Or we fix our first part of our week. That's what you're doing right now in church. We're saying, God, help align my week with you. And so we gather together with, with people and we worship and we open up God's word. Like anytime God blesses us with an increase, what do we do? We put him first. We acknowledge that it all comes from him. And so we say, hey, here's, here's our tithe. Here's our, our first 10. It goes back to you. First of our year. Like we're about to enter into our season of prayer and fasting. And so that's, that's simply denying our, our flesh of something uh, so that we can get more of what we really want, which is God's spirit. And so we're going to enter into a, a season in January of prayer and fasting. We fix our eyes. We fix our focus. And I say this, we do it intentionally. Because you will never wander into righteousness. You will never wander into effectiveness or stumble into effectiveness. You will never bring glory to God by chance. And so you need to fix your focus. Step by step, fix your focus. So number one, distance myself from distractions. Number two, fix my, my focus, fix it on Jesus. Because again, it's never accidental. It's always on, on purpose. Every demonic force is trying to distract you, right? Notifications, ding, ding, email, all this stuff distracting you. Martha, Martha, like I need you to know how much I love you. You're worried about many things that really don't matter, but only a few things are important. Here's the last thing I want to give you is with everything in me, I want us to help. Uh, I want us to listen to the voice of God. Write this down. Listen for God's voice. In this season, like, and, and this is easier to do, by the way, when you start to distance distractions, when you start to really fix your focus and know the path you know, that God has called you to, then it becomes easier to listen to God's voice. I love the imagery from Isaiah 30, 21. He says this, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left and your ears will hear a voice behind you, I love this imagery, telling you which way to go. Listening to, to God's voice, it's almost as if God's spirit whispers into your heart or into your, your soul and says, hey, that thing that you're looking at doing is good, but it's not best. That thing is, is a distraction to you. It's causing you to, to, to be distracted from, from the better things that God has, has for you. So, hey, maybe you don't go that way. Maybe you go this way. You turn to the right or to the left and you, you walk in it. You listen for God's voice. Let me introduce some of you guys to my friend Anthony back here. What's up, Anthony? Hi, everybody. <laughs> Anthony is called our MD. He's our, our music director which means right now he has that microphone and he is calling like, like different um, cues to the band. To like, what are we playing right now? Are, are we on track right now? Or sometimes we'll be like, hey, hold that there. That's good. That's a good vibe. Anthony likes to say that often. He says, oh, that's tight. That's what he'll say. That's tight. 
But what you also don't know is that in his ear, he has a, a head, like a, it's an in-ear monitor in his ear, and it also is running a click track. So there's a, a metronome, like keeping him on tempo so they don't fall off of that together, and they all have it. And so this is kind of what it means to listen to the voice of God in your life. God's telling you, hey, listen to me. If you'll listen, I'll speak to you. How many of you know he's a speaking God? When he created the heavens and the earth, what did he do? He spoke them into existence. Some of you are like, I I haven't heard the word of God or the voice of God lately. Well, open up God's word. He's never as loud speaking to us as when we open up his word. He will speak to you. He'll speak to you through a message. He'll speak to you through worship. He'll speak to you through your circumstance. He'll speak to you through, through people. He is a speaking God. And this is saying we need to listen to the voice of God knowing which direction to go, especially in this season. Where God's spirit might say, hey, you know what? Bless that person. Bless that person. Like, or, or, or take time to pray for that person. Take time to listen to that that person or he might even say hey stop Martha Martha that's not what's best for your life you can choose better your life again is too valuable God's calling and purpose over your life is too great for you to waste your life being distracted by things that ultimately don't matter one of my favorite times ever hearing the voice of God um, it was in uh, it was years ago and I was putting together a piece of Ikea furniture for my boys. Now, real quick side note, um, don't give somebody a piece of Ikea furniture for Christmas unless you hate them. (laughs) Or you want them to have a miserable Christmas. I'm just telling you right now, don't do it, don't do it. Because I was putting this dresser, I think it was a dresser thing together, I'm not sure. I do remember it had all these drawers and they're the worst. And so all these little pieces that you had to put in there, it had like 15,000 pieces and gave you one little Allen wrench and these directions that are a picture. I'm like, God, I can't do this. And it said, put, you know, H, you know, piece H into slot A and, and all this stuff. And I'm looking around, I'm like, I don't even have that piece. I, or I used it somewhere else, probably. And I'm just gonna try to make this thing work. And I remember my, my boys were in the room. They were little back then. They were fighting, playing around, um, you know, just giggling, laughing. And I'm sitting here looking for this piece, getting mad. I think I had I think I I had I instead of H, and it was just turned weird. So anyway, I'm like I'm just it's starting to sweat, getting frustrated, and it, I tapped out. I'm like I'm done, done. You guys are too loud. You're annoying me. I can't do it anymore. I quit. And the voice of God spoke to me so clearly. And he said, you big dummy. Like, what are you doing? Colby, Colby, you're distracted by many things when only a few things matter. He said to my heart, there's gonna come a time that there won't be giggles. There's gonna come a time they won't be fighting, they won't be wrestling, they'll be gone. And you're gonna wish you had that back. When you listen to the voice of God, he'll speak to you about things in your life, about the distractions, about the direction you are going. And you get to choose. You get to choose in this season, you guys. You don't have to do what's good. I gotta get this done. I gotta, no, no. You get to choose what's best. 
was best. Will you do this? Will you stand to your feet? We'll pray together. Heavenly Father, right now, I pray that you would, through your spirit, reveal to all of us some of those distractions that we've put in our life, maybe unknowingly, or some of the areas that we have to distance ourselves from some distractions, God, that you would convict us and challenge us, that you would speak directly to our heart about those things that maybe we would even argue with you are good, but we know it's not the best use of our time. And so God, in this moment, I pray that we would, we would repent. We'd say, sorry, God, forgive me. I choose to fix my focus, fix my gaze on you. I'm gonna look straight ahead at the calling that you have given me. And with everything in me, God, I want to hear your voice speak to me, telling me to go this way or that way. Lead me into uh, conversations with relationships. Lead me into opportunities to, to meet needs. God, whatever it is, I need your spirit to speak. With every head bowed, every eye closed, said your life is too valuable. And you need to know just how valuable you are. Because God so loved you that he didn't want to do heaven without you. That he wanted to reconcile a relationship with you that was lost because when sin entered the world, it caused this divide between us and a heavenly God, a holy God. And so in order to make that right, he sent his son to live a perfect sinless life, experience everything that we would experience, fully God, fully man, but to die a horrible death, taking the punishment that I deserve, that you deserve on his back to conquer and defeat death, hell, and the grave so that he could come back to life, giving you the opportunity, giving me the opportunity to have a new life in Christ and one day live in heaven for eternity. Maybe you've never done that. You've never realized the value that you have. And I want to give you a chance right now to receive the price that Christ paid for you on the cross. The Bible says if we believe that, we confess him as Lord, believe in our heart, God, raise him from the dead, we would be saved. And so I want to give you a chance right now, wherever you are in this room, to make the most important decision of all, that is surrendering your heart and life to Christ, asking his spirit to come inside of you, lead you. So if that's you, with every head bowed, every eye closed, you say, Colby, this is why I'm here. I need to get this right. I'm gonna get on my mark today. I'd invite you right now, if you say, Colby, when you're gonna pray that, I'm praying with you. Would you just throw up your hand? I wanna see who I'm praying with. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Awesome, awesome, you guys. Praise God for you. You can put your hands down. In fact, I'm gonna encourage our whole church. Pray this out loud to give you courage as well as you pray. You say something like this, Jesus, I give you my heart. I confess you as Lord. Thank you for dying for my sin. I believe God raised you from the grave so I could be raised to new life. Holy Spirit, make me new. Take my whole life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. Can we go crazy right now? Let's celebrate. Thanks for checking out this week's message on the Elevate Church podcast. We hope you really enjoyed it. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. 
Welcome to the family. We would love to know about it, so please let us know by going to elevatechurch.com slash yes. There will be some practical resources to help you as you start this journey. If you want to support the mission and vision of Elevate, go to elevatechurch.com slash give. Thank you for living generously. We hope you enjoyed this message. Have a great week.